We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Welcome back to Your Brain on Weird. I'm Sam. I'm Jess, or Sage, depending on how you feel today. How do you feel today? I feel I feel Jess today. Okay. <laughs> I've been addressed that way a couple times already, so today I am Jess. <laughs> Good. Welcome. Good shit. <laughs> uh, this is our podcast on a lot of weird shit, if you couldn't tell, and also weed, and... Today, Jess is going to be giving us part two of Skinwalker Ranch. So if you didn't listen to that last week, go back and listen to that first. Stop right now. Turn your ass around. Go back to episode 30. Okay. Thank you. We're not even going to tell you how we're feeling today or anything. Just turn around. Yeah, just go. Just go. And then come back. Okay, you're back? All right. Cool. Jess, how are you feeling today? (laughs) I <laughs> Welcome back. Boy, that was fast. Um I'm doing I'm doing pretty great. I've I've had a rough week. This week has sucked a lot of ass, and I feel like I'm not the only person yeah, who it. feels preach that it. way. <laughs> yeah, so on Monday I found out that I didn't get this job that I really wanted, so that sucked. That you've done so many interviews for. Yeah, I've, like, talked to them a lot, so it was just, like, really shocking, honestly. Um, So that was, you know, that hurt. And then Tuesday, I lost a really close friend of mine from high school. Um, Not to COVID. uh, It was, unfortunately, to drugs, which sucks just as much. Um, It wasn't his fault. It never never is their fault. (laughs) Uh, so that just sucked a lot. And uh, so Sam and I pushed back recording and it is now Thursday. And I feel a lot better because I had a good day. Good. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. I woke up at 830. I did some yoga. I read a little bit of my satanic Bible because I'm doing my 
doing my third or fourth reread and uh, ordered some delivery breakfast. I got a um, a smoothie with like cold brew and banana and peanut butter and chocolate and like that a bunch of other stuff. That sounds amazing, dude. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. And then I got like an avocado toast or something stupid like that. Um, nice. And I got it delivered. So that was really nice. Really nice. Yes. And then I got to take a nap with my cats right before we recorded. I love so, that. Uh, so yeah, today has been good. I got fucking nothing done, but I decided I don't care. So <laughs> Good. You, de- you know what? You deserve a day that is just chill, you know? Yes. Yes. So yeah, it's been nice. 100. 100. 100. 100. Anyway, how are you? I am also having a week, you know? Yes. I unfortunately, tragically, turned 26 in September and lost my health insurance and have not been able to get any since then. So I've just been dealing with that and trying to also not go off my meds at all and paying for them out of pocket is insanely expensive because we live in the united states and life is a fucking nightmare yeah so that's like not been great so i've just been really stressed out this week and the highlight of my week has been miley cyrus's new album oh yes and it's been great it it's really so has good. been <laughs> it's, so it's so good, good. uh grandson has a new album out too actually i also listened to that okay. yeah Yes. I think I sent that to you. I also sent that to Ben. Shout out to Ben. Ben, I love you. And um it was it was good. It was really good as well. Yeah, um, that's it's my new it's my new angry, angry album for yeah. when I'm just really pissed at the world. Yeah, yeah. I am creating a end of the year playlist, so I'll send it to like you. Like a fuck twenty twenty kind of playlist. Like a, yes. okay, sounds nice. I, so I'm I'll very into that. I am okay, actually great. okay. Sounds great. I'm also actually working on a on a um, high playlist specifically oh, for when I'm high, um, and I imagine you will probably want to see that as well. I would love to see that. <laughs> okay, I would love to see that. I might. Uh, I'll definitely make the fuck 2020 playlist a collab though. So feel free to. Oh yeah. Add. I always I always do when it's like ours because I'm just yeah. like, you know <laughs> you know what. Yeah. If I ever put anything on there that you don't like, you can just delete it. I won't even notice. I know. I literally won't yeah. even notice it's gone. I I just <laughs> assume that's yeah. you know what you do. I'm just like I feel like there was a song on it. Nah, it's fine. Grits just, probably don't like it, and I understand. <laughs> oh man, but I um I did. I like had like a weird day at work too with my boss, and um my boss and I have gotten pretty close because. Uh, she also suffers from chronic depression and anxiety and, um, no one else that we work with really gets that. So the fact that, Mm -hmm. like, we've bonded over that is, like, very weird. That's a a pretty good thing to bond over, though, as, like, in a work environment. I feel like that's, like... It is. It is. And it's nice to, like, have the support and, like, know that, like, I give her support, too. Um, so she, like, just wasn't feeling it today. We, like, oh, we had, um, a fire alarm go off in the building last week. And we've, and, like, 
the whole situation is just fucked. But whatever. Um, so she just, like, wasn't feeling it, and it was, like, really, really sad, so she's just been, like, experimenting over the last few days, because we, like, made too many mashed potatoes on Monday for our ready-to-go meals, um, so she's just been, just been frying mashed potatoes. Oh, yes. Nice. In, like, (laughs) in different forms. She, like, filled... Like ah, like a jalapeno popper, but with like mashed potatoes. But like just for me, also just for me. She's been making like regular, like regular jalapeno poppers and like regular this and that. But like she makes me the ones, and she just fills them with mashed potatoes <laughs> so and just gives them to me. <laughs> so I've eaten like so many like fried mashed potato, like jalapeno broccoli, like bullshit. And it's been so so fucking good. And I just love, I just love her a lot. So, well, (laughs) it wasn't, it wasn't a bad day. I was going to say. I feel like it's never a bad day at work. You know, I've never had a bad day at work Mm -hmm. so far. And, um, good. Despite, like, the week being bad, like, I feel like that was, that's like a little blot of sunlight, which is really nice. Fill the void with food. Mashed potatoes. (laughs) And friendship. Fried mashed potatoes. Friendship in the friendship. form of potatoes. She won't give me her switch ID. Also, what? She, Why not? Because <laughs> she doesn't know how. Oh, god damn it. Okay. She's I like, like, I have. She won't give it to you. That's rude. She's like, I have no friends on there and I don't know how to do it. And I was like, I can okay. fix that. I was like, I can help you. Um, She also, because it's Christmas season coming up and we live in a predominantly white Christian part of. Massachusetts Mm -hmm. and um so we've been talking about that and I was like I assume that you were like like raised in like at least like a Christian adjacent household and she was just like going through her family and she's like yeah I guess like my grandparents were really religious my dad still doesn't give a fuck and he never did um fuck my mom and then Jean, her her husband, and she's like, Jean's just a lazy pagan, so. <laughs> well, I was dying. I was like, a lazy pagan. I was like, Jen, you just described me. <laughs> I was going to say. It's like, mm, yep, okay. I feel attacked. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so lazy pagan. <laughs> so is that what a Satanist is? A lazy pagan. A lazy pagan, right? I mean, <laughs> shit. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> yes. Huge self own. <laughs> Ooh, self burn. Those are rare. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't breathe. Okay. <laughs> so, my boss is the funniest person on the planet. And, yeah, uh, that's very good. That concludes my dead talk for the day. <laughs> and I also bought the last four pack of my favorite apple shandy. So nice. It work. is what you deserve. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, I got a cookie too. I'm <gasps> excited to eat that. It's oh, coffee man. pecan. Ooh. Pecan. 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 Someone fight me about that, please. <laughs> please, I beg you. Somebody. <laughs> 
I've been wanting to get into a bar fight for years. Somebody years. please. <laughs> Not right now, though. Don't get near me. Nope. Don't touch me. Don't come near me. Don't. No, your saliva is going to get off me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why, like, oh, my God, I got so confused because Jeff was, like, watching, um, like, MMA fights because I guess Jake Paul is, like, an MMA fighter now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I so, did. Oh, I did see that he kicked that guy's butt. He did. Which is. I was pretty disappointed. I'm not. It was lie. embarrassing for everyone involved, to be honest. Oh, yes. Even Jake Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I was thoroughly disappointed. Um,. But yeah, it was like, why would you want to do that in the middle? I mean, I'm assuming they got tested, but I'm still just like, what the hell? There's no way they got tested Gross. before fucking signing up for an MMA fight. But like, I don't, I don't know either. I have no idea. I just assume they're not taking it as seriously as they should be like everyone else in this country. Yes. So. Oh, yes. Yep. That too. God, I really wanted to see Jake Paul just get fucking... <laughs> Knocked Schmoined. out. Yes. I was very disappointed when Jeff was like, oh no, Jake Paul is winning. I was like, no, he's not. Nope. I refuse. I didn't see it, but I saw the memes. Appar- <laughs> apparently, there was a there's a science behind how he won. So. I'm sure. I'm sh- I mean, like, there's like stylized fighting and stuff, and as weird as MMA is, it's just... There's definitely, like, a way Mixed to win. martial arts. Like, there's a way to win in everything that requires, like, a skill, you know? Yeah. Which is why I hate Mario Party, because there's <laughs> no skill involved, and there's no way to win. <laughs> you sound like our friend Johnny. I know! <laughs> it's so funny. Johnny doesn't listen to the podcast, I don't think, because he's not into stuff like this, but, uh... <laughs> if I can't win based on skill only, I am not interested Exactly. Exactly. I like the thrill. The thrill of being able to blame the game for my mistakes. Thanks. I've come in last every single time I've played. <laughs> every single time. Oh, I'm no. like, Are you sure that's not why you don't like it? Yes, also. But <laughs> okay. I only like games that I can win! That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like, like, legitimately, and it's very weird. Yeah. <sighs> so anyways, we are big fans of Adventure Time here at Your Brain on Weird. Yes. Um, that might be Patreon content, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Listen to our Adventure Time rant. <laughs> yes. Great. I'd if you love like to Adventure Time. Way. Oh, fuck. We need to do the, we need to do more Adventure Time rants. We need to do... What was the other one that you said? Oh, the Sally House. We need to talk about the, the Sally, Sally House. House. Yes. You know, I would love, I would love to get somebody onto, onto, on here to talk to, about the Sally House with us. I wonder who would want to talk about the Sally House with us. I'll have to think. If you want to come on our show and talk about the Sally House with us, please at us. Yes. We won't pay you, but you get to be on our show. It's just for fun. It's just fun. Anyway, uh, whew, the last thing I want to say <laughs> before I get into the, my part two is um, Sam and I were fortunate enough to be on the first episode of one of our friends' brand new podcasts. Um, our friend Seth, who you may recognize from our Halloween episode with his wife, Chelsea, um, 
they uh, they are starting a podcast together, but Seth also just started a podcast by himself. It's called At Seth's Door, um, and it's pretty much just like a conversational podcast. Uh, Sam and I had a really good time talking to them, and I think we talked about like some really important stuff that we don't normally talk about on this show. So yeah. go listen yeah. to that. It was really great. Uh, Sam said a lot of really good stuff that, like I said, we don't really say on this show because we don't like to get too serious. But if you want to listen to our viewpoints on shit and also listen to us make dumb jokes with Seth and Chelsea, go listen to that. Yeah, it's a healthy balance of what needs to be said and what probably shouldn't be said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we definitely talk about ghost poop. So, if you liked that part of our I think show, that was the first thing we talked about, actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> hey, man, one track mind. Yes. Yep. Ghost poop. <laughs> oh, my God. We also referenced Adventure Time when we were talking about that. That's true. So. <laughs> oh, such a good show. Such good a good show. show. Such a good show. But yeah, so go listen to that. Um, They are also on our network. They're also on the Moth Pit network with us. So if you um, need links to that, you can go to our website. I just finished the page for the Moth Pit network that has everybody listed on there. It has links so you can find, um, you know, Chris's podcast, you can find Seth's podcast, and then you can find Sarah, our friend Sarah, who is starting a podcast called Two Witches. So that's that. And I'm done with promotional bullshit. Okay, can you tell me how much water did you drink today? Three of these, which is like a big wine glass, I guess. So that's probably a regular sized pint glass. It's like a cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. So three. Okay. Big glasses. Pretty okay. Not great. Pretty okay. That's okay. You're drinking some now. And you're drinking beer. And it counts. Yes. Remember, it all counts. Yes, I also chugged a shit ton of lemonade before this, so. That also counts. Perfect. (sighs) What about you? I had one big bottle of water this morning, and that was it. And then I had an espresso drink, and then I got home from work and chugged that first beer, and now I'm, like, starting my second beer. So I'm getting there. Yeah, okay, okay. In terms of being hydrated. Lovely. Great. Also, if you feel attacked by our hydration talk you should hydrate or die i don't know what else to tell you we've literally been saying this from the beginning hydrate or die you will die if you don't stay hydrated this is literally literally a thing like (laughs) pause this or take your phone with you and go fill up a cup of water i swear right now we will know I don't care what time you're listening. If it's fucking five in the morning, I will wake up and I will know that you were at this part and you didn't go get water. So just go get some water, okay? And drink it. You have to drink it. You can't just get it. You have to. You can't just look at it. You can't just absorb the water through your eyes. No, that's not how it works. We are not osmosis. (laughs) I can't can't even fucking think of the word that I want to say. I know what you were saying, yes compatible osmosis compatible (laughs) we don't have that feature downloaded (laughs) in fact if you sit in a body of water for too long you will actually dehydrate (laughs) you will get the water literally sucked out of you (laughs) so yeah anyways so hydrate or die (laughs) okay now it's time okay wait 
I have to pee now. Okay. <laughs> and that's what happens. So anyways, about chugging that beer. <laughs> it, it hit my bladder. Perfect. Now, I am ready. Yeah. All right. So, this is Skinwalker Ranch, part two. Like we said before, if you haven't listened to part one yet, go listen to that right now. Stop your listening device and return to episode three zero. that is 30, and listen to that. Okay, welcome back. So, uh, <laughs> first of all, I'd like to add a correction to what you just listened to. First thing is that I'm a huge idiot, and I pronounced Fort Duchesne like a huge dumbass. I said Fort Duchesne. I don't know why I said that. Um, it's pronounced Duchesne, which is like French. And oh, like, I would have never. I okay. knew that, and I, for some reason, just read it wrong. So if anybody wants to give me toot about that, I already know. <laughs> That's my only correction. So quick rewind to recap. To recap. In part one, I talked about the Ute and the Navajo history and belief system around um, skinwalkers. I talked about uh, the Sherman family who bought Skinwalker Ranch um, and the Myers family who lived there before that, before them. I talked about two years of UFOs, cattle mutilations, poltergeist activity, bulletproof wolves. Fuck those bulletproof wolves, man. Portals in the sky, footballs, etc. So yeah, this place is pretty crazy. Bonkers. Yes. Um, which we learned in the last episode. And there is a, I'll talk about this later, but there is um, a quote that says, that calls Skinwalker Ranch Paranormal Disneyland, which after like learning more about Skinwalker Ranch and thinking about it for a while, I kind of like don't really think that's accurate because I think it's more inclusive than Disneyland. <laughs> it's way more inclusive. I mean, it's not just like the attractions, you know, exactly. it's all the bad shit too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So the Shermans, when they lived on Skinwalker Ranch between 1992 and 1994, was it 1994 or 1996? 1994 to 1996. 94 to 96. 94 to 96. Um, they lost 20% of their cattle and they lost um, all of their pets, all their pet dogs. So after they lost their dogs in a pretty horrific way, they decided to leave. Fittingly. So the Deseret News published articles about strange activity in the ranch, um, on the ranch. In addition, George Knapp wrote an article for a Las Vegas publication. And so everybody now knows about Skinwalker Ranch. Everyone's like stoked about it. And everyone is about to get involved. And I mean everyone. Everyone. Like who? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. <laughs> In 1996, we have good old Robert Bigelow coming in. Do you want to make the joke? <laughs> no, I can't. More like Robert Bigger High. Am I right? <laughs> Boom. Boom! Got him. So yeah, we have Robert Bigger High. No, Robert Bigelow, we're going to call him Bob. Because Bob seems like a pretty cool guy. Uh, <laughs> um, besides the fact God. that he's wildly rich 
and you know you can he's bitch all you want about eclectic yes he is very eclectic that's a good description um so robert bigelow owns budget suites so he's like a hotel mogul is that what you would call it i don't know magnate yeah he's a hotel guy which like i relate to i don't know i like hotels i went to school for hotels like i get it um conveniently he's also interested in strange phenomena especially things related to space and ufos and stuff so he's got all this extra money and you know where do i throw my money um apparently in 1992 he apparently funded a radio show about the paranormal that was called area 2000 and that was hosted by art bell which i don't know if you know who art bell was but um art bell is a really famous uh radio host and area 2000 ended up evolving into the wildly popular coast to coast am oh shit yeah. okay so um apparently bigelow funded that or he helped fund it that's very interesting i didn't know that little tidbit so robert bigelow decides to buy skimwalker ranch for just two hundred thousand dollars that's just. it just two hundred thousand I can't even believe that, actually. And uh, Okay, so that was in 1996, but, like, that's still, like, pretty cheap. Um, that's, oh my god. But I guess there's, like, nothing really out there, at least. I mean, for, like, 500 acres, that's, that's still, like, so... Yeah, it's pretty inexpensive. Yeah. So, um, so he bought it for that, and then, and, okay, and his motivation for buying the ranch was... <clears throat> the Deseret News article that went out and the article that George Knapp wrote for the Las Vegas news thing. So he saw those and he said, what the hell? It's $200,000. I'm just going to buy it. Pocket change. <laughs> yeah. So here's where things start to get a little sketchy. This was contingent on a non-disclosure agreement with the Shermans. So that means that the Shermans were no longer allowed to talk about anything that happened on the ranch. Which, to me, is, like, a huge red flag. Um, Because I think that you would want... I think that you would want them to be, like, transparent about everything that happened to them. I don't think that you would want to be, like, you can't talk about this anymore. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I guess it's because, as an investor, you want all talk about Skinwalker Ranch to come back and be monetized to your name. Ugh, and so, so yeah. if the Shermans go out and do private interviews, he They're is not, not getting money. paid for it, even though he owns the ranch and he thinks he now owns the rights to everything that happened on the ranch. So, like, I understand that. I still think it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I still think I still think that, like, if you are legitimately, like, interested in what's happening, that's not, like, normally a road that you would take. But I, I can understand as somebody who, like, is a business person, that's probably just the way he thinks. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. So anyway, so that happened. And then he turned Skinwalker Ranch into the home of the National Institute for Discovery Science, otherwise known as NIDS. NIDS. That's mids. so MIDS. <laughs> MIDS. Which reminds me of MIDS. So NIDS. If you don't know, MIDS is a term that uh we cannabis users use for shitty weed it is middle grade weed it is it is the mids mids (laughs) 
<laughs> so Skinwalker Ranch is now MIDS. I'm sorry, NIDS, um, which is a paranormal research group. So NIDS established a compound with high-tech sensing equipment, PhD-level investigators, scientists, and a 24-hour security detail. Mm. So um, they have all this fancy stuff now, and they're trying to investigate. And this is the – okay, also, this is the first of many acronyms. I want, also want to warn everybody. Yes. yes. Start writing them down. Like, yes, yeah, start writing fuck. them down. Do, uh, yeah. I actually cut a few of them out that were, like, not necessary, because I was like, okay – this is too, actually too many. <laughs> Literally so many people get involved in this whole thing. Like, it's crazy. Okay, so um, so NIDS was created with the purpose of confirming or denying the existence of any strange beings in the area by using modern equipment to find the evidence. So um, the investigators pretty much were collecting evidence. They were interviewing witnesses and searching for explanations for strange occurrences. Their purpose was to research and advance the study of various fringe sciences and paranormal topics, including UFOs and cattle mutilation. So this wasn't like just UFOs. Like they were pretty much looking for any kind of strange phenomena, which I think is good, honestly, to their credit, that they're not like zeroing in on one specific thing. So then we get to our friend, Colm Kelleher. Um, I've also heard his name pronounced Colm, which... I don't know. I feel like Colm sounds Colm. right. But um, Colm Kelleher is the team leader and project manager for NIDS. He is a biochemist. He's written around 40-ish peer-reviewed publications on molecular biology, immunology, biochemistry, and virology. So he is very just like science brain. And he is managing this whole operation pretty much. Wow. Which is like for a MIDS operation a pretty high level guy yeah Hmm. so a lot of the stuff that gets reported or that gets talked about like outside of skinwalker ranch ends up coming from colm kelleher because he was a project manager and he oversaw everything so of course everybody like went straight straight to him to get all their information um so a whole bunch of stuff happened while he was there he there's a whole lot of stories but the first one I guess I'll start with this. Um, on March 12th, 1997, he saw a huge humanoid figure perched in a tree. Ooh. Observing a research team. Good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said, quote, The large creature lay motionless almost casually in the tree. The only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes as they stared back at me in the light. Gross. Yes. Um, and he described it as having sharp claws. It kind of resembled a predatory bird. He said it looked really heavy. And this description was later found to be eerily close to descriptions from Navajo legends. Uh, I don't know of what, but apparently that, that was a thing. Uh, and also, apparently, Calm said that he shot at this thing before it just, like, vanished. So, right. again, we have, like, things that are, like bulletproof um i didn't write the rest of these down so i'm gonna kind of like pull these from my memory because these come- yeah, yeah i'm gonna add these um just because i didn't feel like rereading 
every single story of everything that happened. Um, hey, this g- is me every single time I tell a story, so... Perfect. Um, I'll give you some sources if you want to read some more stories of stuff that happened that came from Colm Kelleher um, at the end, and you can go read those. So there's two stories that I remember um, as being the ones that made me like so fucking interested in this whole phenomena. And the first one I think actually comes from when the Shermans still lived on the ranch. And Colm Kelleher reported this to us. So the Shermans told Colm Kelleher, and then he said, this happened while the Shermans were on the ranch. Apparently they said that they had this big trailer, big metal trailer that was outside near the cattle and you know they would put the cattle in the trailer every once in a while and so on and so forth and terry i guess was outside you know tending to everything and all the cattle were in the pasture and everything was fine and i don't know if he like went inside or he like walked away he went to go do something for a couple seconds but he came back and all of his cattle were like not in the pasture anymore Oh, no, 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 wait, I'm fucking it up already. So, okay, no, no, So, So he looks over, all of his cattle are gone, and he's like, where the fuck did they go? Um, and all of a sudden, he, like, walks over to the trailer, and he hears, like, noise inside of this trailer. And he's like, like, what the fuck? And he notices that all of his cattle are in the trailer, like, crammed into this trailer. Like, they can't yeah. fucking move. Like, they're in there, in there. Um, and they're, like, just standing there like, not doing anything. They were just standing there, like, not making any noise. Like, Terry didn't even really know they were in there until he walked over to the trailer. And then as soon as they, they suddenly, like, things clicked and they realized where they were, and then they started just, like, losing their shit, like, kicking the walls, like, freaking out. Because they were, like, they, no, like, realized where they were all of a sudden. Yeah. And so, I guess, eventually, um, they kicked down the door, or something, or Terry has to remove the door to get them out. I actually know this one, because this is one of my favorite stories from Skinwalker Ranch. So, the trailer was empty, obviously, before, and doors were closed and padlocked. Yeah. And then, all of the cattle were suddenly in the trailer, and the doors were still padlocked. Yeah, yeah. So... Terry basically had to, like, go and fucking find the key to unlock the fucking padlock to let his cattle back out after it had just been, like, there, you know? Yes. Because yes. I, yeah. remember, I remember because Terry was like, oh, yeah, like, I, like, never, I never really use that trailer. Like, it's just kind yeah. of there. It's, like It's for, like, moving, like, transporting yeah. cattle. So he, like, brought them there in that trailer. But it's just been sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the other thing is he was like, there were cobwebs, there were cobwebs, like, and dust on the padlock, like, literal proof that I had not used it in that long. And yeah. this And this was after, like, after, so, like, all the cattle are in this trailer, and he's looking at the door that's padlocked with all the fucking, like, dust and shit on it, being like, how the fuck And, did- like, too many cattle to fit in there. Exactly. Like, they shouldn't have been able to fit in there. Yeah. 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 So somehow they get them out. I don't remember how they got them out. 
I think they broke the padlock. That's what I thought. I, I thought they, they had, like, like broke down one of the doors on that or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I remember seeing I remember seeing an interview where um Colm was like, "Oh yeah, he was like standing next to the actual trailer and he was like, "Oh, this is where we had to board up that one part like portion because we had to knock down the door or something like that." I don't know. So, eventually they get all the cattle out. So that's the end of that. But basically it's just like, "How the fuck did they get in there? How'd they get in there so fast?" Why were they just, like, standing there not realizing where, where they were, and then all of a sudden they, like, freaked out? So, that's creepy. Yeah. Be nice to the cows. That's very rude. That's so rude. Like, <laughs> the so cattle rude. did not deserve this. The cows were J-chillin'. Seriously. Um, there was also a story that um, Terry reported to Calm about how, when they were living there, he, I guess he and his son had spent, like, a wicked fucking long time um stacking up or like moving a pile of wood or something like that you remember this one yeah okay. yeah it was like wood or like something like steel a pile of something or like something like that yeah yeah i think it was like a stack of wood or something yeah. and they they um they had had to use like some kind of huge equipment to do this there's some kind of like big like machinery to do it. And so they had spent the whole entire day stacking up all this like equipment or all this like material or whatever. And Terry and his son are done and they walk away and I guess they come back like, I don't know, 15 minutes later and the whole entire pile of wood or whatever has shifted like a hundred yards. Like back to where they started. Yeah. yeah back to where Yo. they started. So it's it's like the grocery thing where it's like all the groceries are back in the bags on the counter after Gwen like unloaded them into the cabinets. It's fucking wild. Holy shit. My top favorite story, I think, is So this was when they were actually doing research there. This is when the NIDS team was there. Um there's a whole bunch of other stories. Like I said, I will give you sources for those, but this was the big one for me um so obviously their whole thing is they're using technology to try and track down whatever phenomena is happening and so they have cameras like literally everywhere um like on posts and you know they're facing in all directions they want to try and cover as much land as they possibly can so there's cameras fucking everywhere and i guess it's a pretty common occurrence for the cameras to just go dark the battery dies um, or like they break for some reason, which isn't uncommon in like the paranormal, you know, but they were trying to kind of track down how this was happening and they were being like, okay, what, what is killing our cameras? So they took two cameras and they faced them towards each other and they were recording. So one camera was recording one, the other camera was recording the other. And all of a sudden both cameras stop working at the exact same time. And then I think one of them comes back on and the other one at this point is no longer working. One of them comes back on and the other camera is no longer attached to the pole. It's now like on the ground and like shattered. Oh my God. <laughs> and it happened over a period of like I don't know, like 15 seconds or something. Like the one camera cut out for 15 seconds and then the other camera was gone. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, the wind hit it and the camera fell, like whatever. Like, no, they had like wrapped duct tape around this shit. Like somebody would have had to go up there and like struggle for like 
like 20 minutes trying to like rip all the duct tape off and all the duct tape was like like pulled off of the like pole and pulled off of the camera yeah and that happened in like 15 seconds yep um crazy so that was another shit. thing <laughs> yeah so they're literally like they're trying to like literally film everything that they possibly can and every time they try to catch something it's just fucking with them um and that's like a theme throughout this whole entire thing is like they just can't fucking get evidence for anything yep, yep. so nids operated until 2004 good for so them. they lasted you know almost 10 years um and they were doing research this entire time so like i said there are way more you know stories and stuff like that but there's a retired U.S. colonel named John B. Alexander who was revol- involved in all this, and he said, quote, something else is in control, and if it wants you to find out, it may allow that. But if it doesn't, this thing keeps morphing and changing into new shapes and forms. We had cameras there and things that happened just off camera or sometimes in front of the camera, but you wouldn't see them. Uh, he stated that it had been an attempt to use hard data using a standard scientific approach. However, the investigators admitted to, quote, difficulty obtaining evidence consistent with scientific publication. So all of the evidence they got was just like garbage. It was just like, okay, this is weird. That's it. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, And NIDS worked for years to try and catch something that was worth anything. And they were consistently avoided by what I like to call some kind of trickster intelligence, which... At the very least, yes. (laughs) So, uh, so that, that's that. NIDS is no longer a thing. NIDS got mid. NIDS got mid, 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 no. (laughs) NIDS is mids. That's not very nice. Uh, okay, so now we get to James Randi, our favorite skeptic. Welcome back, James. James. Also, James is kind of a jerk. James? James. I'm James, too. We're actually all James. <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of awards, actually. Um, <laughs> so, James Randi, um, he awarded Bigelow a... Pegasus Award. That's what he calls it. Um, for funding the purchase of the ranch. It's an award that Randy gives out every year, and it exposes parapsychological, paranormal, and psychic frauds. Um, it was originally called the Yuri Trophy. Very good. <laughs> he should have just kept that name. What? It would have been better if he had just kept it as the Yuri Trophy. Like, the Pegasus Award is just like... Yeah, why? What is that in relation to? Is that in relation to the Pegasus Project? Did he give that? Oh my god, I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Oh my god. Hang on. Wait. The Pegasus Award? Because, like, obviously my first thought when we think of Pegasus is Project Pegasus, right? Yeah, I'm not sure why why he called it that. Okay. I was just like, that's kind of rude. It is. And he he called Bigelow's efforts a, quote, useless study of a thus supernatural, paranormal, or occult. <laughs> he also uh, announces his decision on April Fool's Day. <laughs> of course he does. Which is pretty good. He gave his first reward out in 1979 and then didn't do it for like 15 years. All right, hang on. 
Oh, Robert Bigelow. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. There he is. With his fancy mustache. So weird. I honestly crave Robert Bigelow's whole aesthetic. You watch, like, interviews with him in his house, and you, like, look around, and, like, there was one interview that I think we watched together that we were looking at, and I was like, that that's definitely an altar behind him. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Tell dude. me that isn't an altar. Oh. It, it's no relation to Project Pegasus. That's good, right. I guess. At, at least, least he hasn't given the skeptic award to him. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. I can't remember right now, because I'm drunk, but... Andrew Basiago. There we go. Got him. Oh my god. The only thing I was thinking was Alan Walker. And I was like, that's not it. Stop. <laughs> Great artist. Right. All right. Oh. I'm done. Oh, also, um, our friend uh, Matt shared something on Twitter the other day that was um, about how, I guess, uh, Yuri Geller just recently, like this year, started letting um them started letting nintendo or whoever's in charge of producing pokemon cards produce the kadabra card wait because remember remember he wait, he sued them wait, for that wait i didn't know that was yuri so he sued them no for that. fucking way dude no i've been following that but just because nick is into open po- opening pokemon cards and shit yes that's the reason why dude that's how i know him <laughs> That's literally the reason why, dude, is because he he sued them. I was like, I definitely know thing. who that is, but who is that? Oh, it's the spoon guy. It's the spoon bender. He sued them for the spoon thing. And so Pokemon hasn't been able to make they the Kadabra cards, Kadabra cards since like, like 2000. 15 years. Yeah. yeah. So I guess and he, he, just... dro- he dropped the lawsuit. Yeah. 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 He dropped it. Yes. Oh but that my was spoon God. bending guy. Ah! <laughs> wow, thank you for connecting those dots for me. I can't wait to tell Nick later. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so uh so there's that. And then um okay, so 2004 Nids is no longer and now we have Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies, otherwise known as Bass. 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 Bass Pro Shops. Bass Space Shop. Bass Space um, Shop. And Bass replaced NIDS, but they were more secretive, and apparently their goal was to get a government sponsor. <clears throat> so 2004, that's formed, and then 2005, this is when it gets fun. So George Knapp, the journalist from Las Vegas, and Colm Kelleher, the, the uh, project manager for NIDS, Mm-hmm. Uh, decided to publish a book called Hunt for the Skinwalker, which I started reading. I did not finish it, but that's where a lot of the stories about Skinwalker Ranch come from. So if you really want to like read about some of the stuff that apparently happened, I would really recommend you read that book. It's a little bit dramatic. It's definitely like got some added flair to it. Like it's not like strict facts. Um, it's a dramatization. It is a dramatization, but I would recommend you go and read it. It's pretty good. One day I will finish it. So that book is what sparked interest in the ranch more publicly. And this is in 2005. So then in 2007, Bass achieves their goal and the government decides to get involved, which depending on who you are, could be really great or really bad. (laughs) 
Well, they're definitely funding it at this point, whether good or bad. Yes. So this all starts because an unnamed agent from the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, contacts uh, Robert Bigelow and asks to see the ranch in person. And apparently, while this unnamed agent is here, he has a close encounter, which he reports to his superiors when he gets back. So something happens while this guy's here that he, like, goes back and is like, this is the real deal. And so now we have a secret program called the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, or AA tip. Just the tip. The AA tip. A tip. A tip. Uh, and yeah, so their whole thing was they were investigating for UFOs specifically. So they don't really care about like the poltergeists or the cryptids or anything. They're just, nope, UFOs specifically. And along with this, we get a $22 million budget. What? From the U.S. Defense Department, which basically just goes straight into Robert Bigelow's bank account. Uh... So that's fun. So Robert Bigelow is like, is like, oh no, like I'm I'm funding this whole thing. Like it's all me. But the US Defense Department is giving Bob Bigelow money so that he can do all this, basically. Like a lot of money. A lot of money. Twenty two million dollars a lot of money. Um, I wouldn't really say he does nothing, but like He doesn't do twenty two million dollars worth of anything. Yes. Um So AA Tip was run by a military intelligence official named Luis Elizondo from the Pentagon. Um, anybody who follows like UFO news, if you're on UFO Twitter, you've seen his name like a billion times because nobody shuts up about this guy. Um, and apparently, um, the person who had who had visited the ranch. And had had that experience where he went back and said, we need to give these guys money, was Luis Elizondo's boss. Oh. So he's heading this whole thing, and it's funded by Harry Reid, um, who is a Nevada Democrat with an interest in space phenomena. He's also a friend of Bob's. Interesting. Shockingly. Yeah, big shock. So basically, Bigelow's findings were that... The UFOs that were seen on Skimwalker Ranch were not consistent with current military aircraft. That was, like, their big takeaway. And that's, like, pretty much it. But, like, we still don't have any evidence, really. Or if we did at one time, it is no longer. So it's pretty much just like, okay, what are we seeing Nothing. But nothing. Basically nothing. Um, <laughs> Great. So in 2012, Bass loses its government funding. You blew it. The AA tip contract expires. Um, I watched a documentary where George Knapp was interviewed. Or actually, we watched this one together. And um, we watched an interview where George Knapp was talking about you know, what happened with all this money? Like, what? Like, where did it go? Like, how come this failed? And George Knapp literally says they gave them what they needed and they fucked it up. He literally says they fucked it up. So, What does that mean? I have opinions about that. I would love to hear them. We can talk about when I'm done. I have like one more page. And oh, then okay. and then I have I have some comments. Uh, actually, I have many comments, but I will... Uh, I'll try and limit them. No need. 
So all of this stuff, they don't have funding anymore, apparently. And Luis Elizondo said that officials were afraid of what the public may learn about the program. And he said that they were worried that people would be mad that taxpayer funds were going to this. So basically using the people's money for like weird paranormal research. I'm angry about the military. I'd be fine with paranormal research. Yes. Okay. okay. See, that's that's my thing. Like, we're already putting money into a lot of dumb shit. I don't know. So that was what he said was the reason why, like, they were having problems. And um, that whole thing, that claim was apparently confirmed in 2017 when the New York Times released a story about this whole thing. Some people might remember that. Uh, cause New York Times likes to release stuff that people freak out about for two days and then we realize that it's just nothing. Yep. So that's all confirmed. We all know this happened. We know that Harry Reid was the one who was responsible for making the decision about the funding, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so the interesting part is that apparently 2012 was just the year where the Pentagon stopped bankrolling AA tip. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. So it's actually been funded ever since. It's just not documented. So they're saying, oh, no, you lost your, we, they lost their funding in 2012. That's not necessarily true. Um, apparently it is still funded. It's just not bankrolled. Yeah, so. And that is, that is, that is true. Apparently that's confirmed. So. Um, so that's 2012. In 2013, we have the first film, Skinwalker Ranch, which didn't do so well because they went with the whole found footage film thing and tried to scare people by doing, by saying like, oh, it's inspired by true events. Um, I think they just made it too dramatic. So we had that in 2013. And then in 2015, Tom DeLonge who is the vocalist of Blink-182. Why are we talking about him, you may ask? Well, he forms To The Stars Academy. Hold on, let me fetch a quick, let me fetch a quick description for you. I didn't write anything down, but let me just go to their website. I'm sure I, I can forgot find something about him. good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Their focus is to collect and study anomalous data, develop technology related to those findings, and explain these findings to humanity through story. Ooh. That is their focus, which the third part is where I get uncomfortable, because why would you use the word story? Like, why wouldn't you just say, like... A story implies that there's some fiction involved. Yes. 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 Yeah. So... So there's that whole thing. Um, apparently now, Luis Elizondo works with Tom DeLonge for To The Stars Academy. So that's interesting. Interesting. That is. So we've got that whole thing going on in the background. Meanwhile, in 2016, Skinwalker Ranch sold for $4.5 million. So it sold for 200 k to Robert Bigelow, and now it's selling for $4.5 million to Adamantium Holdings which is, quote, a shell corporation of unknown origin. Yep. That was what they were known as for a long time. That for was all really we knew until recently. We now know it is owned by Brandon Fugal, who is a Utah real estate tycoon. 
magnate. He's a magnate, yes. He pretty much just builds big, like, corporate high-rises, it looks like. I followed him on Twitter for a while, and then he um, posted a picture of himself at a large gathering not wearing a mask, so I unfollowed him. Uh, So, yeah. So this real estate guy bought the ranch for a ton of money. So he installs sensors and cameras on the ranch, and he, like, pretty much says that he's doing the same thing. And he has apparently captured unreleased footage of, quote, anomalous aerial phenomena, anomalous injuries to humans and animals, and transient EMF. So electric, electronic magnetic field, which is like if you watch those ghost hunting shows, for anyone who doesn't know, it's like the meter that like beeps randomly. And he said in a Vice interview, quote, science and discovery are what drive me. It's not money. It's not that I'm obsessed with UFOs or little green men, hellier intensifies, or cow mutilations or shape-shifting demonic entities. I have no idea if aliens exist. You would have to ask them. Respect. That's a good response. I do like that quote a lot. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the road that once went through the property that was a public road is now closed. It's guarded by a huge black gate. Like, armed guards <laughs> yeah guys with guns um yeah and, like, guard guard dogs and there's like no trespassing signs and like barbed wire and cameras and shit like that um so you like can't go in there at all you will get shot probably i think there are signs saying that you will get shot yes like any sort of gated government project you will get shot yes <laughs> and that's the thing is that like they kind of make it seem like, oh, the government isn't involved at all. You know, like, it, the, the government is, is has dropped off. They're no longer involved in all of this. Which, like, I mean, I think we've pretty much already found out that's, like, not the case. That's that's not true. So, so potentially they are still funding this yeah. project just under a different owner. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or they could just be not fucking bankrolling it. They're just not documenting it. Yep. So then we move on to 2018. And in comes Jeremy Corbell smoking a cigarette with his giant beard and probably a really interesting looking hat. Um, He is an investigative filmmaker, just like George Knapp is an investigative journalist. And they release a documentary that tells the story of the ranch. And it includes a whole bunch of old archived footage that um, apparently somebody had just like sitting in boxes in their house for a really long time and it's like just a bunch of pictures sam and i watched it and like there's nothing too convincing in that whole thing okay they do show footage like i remember there was some overlap between when george knapp bought the ranch and when the shermans moved out when bob bigelow did yeah yeah. I don't know what I just said. You said now, but, but it's yes. okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. When Bigelow. Yeah, because um, Sherman was the caretaker for a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So he was there. He just wasn't living there. Mm-hmm. And they did have footage of, there was one, oh man, the cattle mutilation incident. Oh, where yes. There was uh, a mama cow and her baby standing out in a field and they had literally like newborn calf they went out they tagged it like you do with your cattle and then they walk away and they like get out of sight and then they hear the mom 
screaming like mm. anguished cow sounds i guess and they go back and there's just the only thing left of this calf is like its skin and they show that footage i do remember that yeah you're right it's fucking gross i think i blocked it out of my memory yeah it's it's like a little traumatic but i'm just like oh my god that is yeah so there was a lot of footage, actually, of that, of the cattle mutilations. There were, like, videos and photos and stuff. Yeah. So, honestly, that was, like, I was pretty convinced before, to be honest. But, like, that, I was like, that's horrifying. Holy shit. Yeah, because uh, that was, like, the footage of, like, it was, like, the bloodless, just, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So there was that, and then... Okay, the, the the other thing that I will give them credit for, I don't want to, like, sit here and, like, shit talk them the entire time. I'm just bitter. Um, but the only, other thing that, <laughs> the only other thing that I will give them credit for is they did interview some witnesses that seemed very legit, and they asked them, you know, a lot of a lot of questions and got some, like, pretty solid answers, and the people that they were talking to seemed like they had actually seen something that scared the shit out of them that is really affecting them. So that's, like, the one thing that, like, really hit me. But the book and the documentary both, I think, are honestly good just for the story aspect of it. So I would definitely recommend you go and watch it. It is very well produced. It's just, yeah, it's just um, dramatic. Whatever. So when Jeremy Corbell's documentary came out in 2018, that reignited interest in the ranch because media always does that. And then fast forward two years to 2020 to this year. Good old 2020. You've done nothing but fuck us. Not well either. So now we have the History Channel docuseries Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. It is a look into the current owner and his team as they search for the unknown. So this History Channel series is the first time that TV cameras have been permitted on the property since the documentary. So that's apparently a big deal. History Channel, however, does not have a very good track record for um, factual claims. Yes. (laughs) If you've watched Ancient Aliens, that should be your first red flag. Hey! Did I tell you about that episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved where they talked to the guy from Ancient Aliens? <gasps> the guy with, like, the crazy hair who's like, oh, no, was it bad? It was pretty bad. I don't remember where they were or anything like that, but I remember freaking out because I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's the guy. guy. Holy shit. The guy who, like, literally He's whenever anybody- He's got a anybody- very Greek last name, Astiopopoulos oh, yes. or something like that. Yeah. Because he- <laughs> Astiopopoulos. <laughs> very good, very good. Anyways, yeah. So, History Channel is very, uh... Yeah, they also have a show about Oak Island, which is, like, a whole urban legend about, like, this treasure- they have a series about that, and pretty much every single week, it's like, oh, maybe we found the treasure. Oh, oh, we're we're getting closer. Oh, we're gonna get the treasure soon. It's like, when are you gonna get the treasure? Just fucking find it. Literally never, especially like uh, their Bigfoot shows and stuff. We're like, yes! oh, we're gonna go find Bigfoot. Oh, we didn't find Bigfoot. Spoiler alert. So I don't know <laughs> if Brandon Fugal just like 
I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he doesn't pay attention. He doesn't know the History Channel has a bad reputation for all this shit. He has no idea. He's just in his little real estate UFO-obsessed corner. (laughs) Yes. But if he did know and he agreed to do this thing with the History Channel, I don't really know why the fuck he did that. But, okay, the problem that that I have with the series, and I think I brought this up in part one, is that there is a lot of, like, animal animal abuse. <clears throat> I've heard some people say that, like, the way they treat their guard dogs isn't great, and they kind of tend to use animals as bait. Yes, that was, like, the main thing that I heard about it, is that they literally just use their dogs and shit as bait. Yeah, which I don't Fuck. agree with that at all. So, yeah, so that's where we are now, and that's the reason why um, I pushed off doing this episode for such a long time, because... The series came out on History Channel, and I was just angry, and I didn't really want them to get a hold of it. I wanted somebody like fucking Greg and Tatum Newkirk to get a hold of it. Yeah. But that's pretty much that's pretty much where we are now with Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, it is still going on, apparently, but Skinwalker Ranch, I am still very convinced Skinwalker Ranch is fucking crazy, and there is a bunch of shit happening there. However, I don't think that it's in the right hands. I think I made that very clear. I'm inclined to agree. My other thing that I've, like, pondered before is, like, could this whole thing be fabricated? Like, could George Knapp and Colm Kelleher have, like, made up this whole thing? And I don't necessarily think so, because, like, we have records of not the Myers family. Like, that's the only thing, is that the Myers family, the hundred years they didn't live there, they didn't record anything, or they didn't Mm -hmm. report report anything but like before that there was ufos and stuff happening and there was ufos that were seen in like the 70s in that area so like i don't necessarily think that it's fabricated i do think that it's become a cash grab it's exaggerated yes yeah it hurts my butt my butt is also hurting but i don't know my my big thing is that i think that there might be some legitimate phenomena that's happening and it is somehow avoiding documentation. And I mean, that's like a pretty big theory within the paranormal is like, I mean, Josh Cutchin, I watched Josh Cutchin give a talk about disappearing evidence, specifically of like Bigfoot sightings. Yeah, it it's a whole thing about it doesn't want to be found, right? Yeah. So even if you take a picture or you record a video and you have that, it'll just disappear. Yeah. Either that or like your camera will stop working or something like something will happen and you'll lose that evidence. And I mean, I think that's a pretty legit thing. So I think it's pretty legit as well. Also, if you've never heard Josh Cutchin talk or read any of his books, Astonishing Legends did a couple episodes with him and his book is really good. And he's a really nice person. And he has a really good viewpoint on stuff. So if anybody is interested in disappearing evidence, I would look into him. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That is okay. uh, all I have to say about Skinwalker Ranch for now. Wow. that I mean, that was a lot to say about Skinwalker Ranch, so thank you. You're welcome. I'm wearing my bong rips for Satan shirt. Dude, I can't find mine. What? I can't find it. Okay, so I, I literally was I like, understand. oh. I was like, oh, it's got to be like somewhere buried in all my laundry. And so I did all of my laundry. Like, I literally spent an entire day running up and down the stairs doing laundry in the laundry room. And 
I don't know where it went. That is so sad. So, uh, I might have just, like, put it in between two black shirts, and now I can't find it because it's, like, black, and everything else I own is black. Yes. 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 Well. Well. Now that I am done talking and I don't have to talk for another week, you want to talk about marijuana while I vape? I do. And I drink really my margarita do. that Jeff Margarita! Thank you, Jeff. Sam says thank you for my margarita. What? Okay. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So this week I would. Oh, hang on. God damn it, brain. Please, for just one second, work. <laughs> okay. So, first, I wanted to give an update because last week I talked Ooh. about the fact that marijuana was up for federal decriminalization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. I would like to say that the House of Representatives did pass legislation that would end the federal ban on marijuana. So, as I talked about last week, the MORE Act, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment, Free Investment and Expungement Act. Why are there so many stupid words? So it passed in the House, and so it will potentially be removed from the Controlled Substance Act. So it does have to go through a couple more stages of legislation, but it's like a really positive like step towards federal decriminalization of marijuana. Nice. Okay. Cool. And on a yeah. uh, another note, there is this uh, article that Leafly put out um, a couple weeks ago a week ago about how pagans use cannabis at christmas time yes this is what i need okay so i thought this was kind of fun fuck yeah that is very fun okay um so as we know christmas is a relatively recent holiday construct and before that in pre-christian europe they celebrated the winter solstice which falls somewhere between the 20th and the 22nd of December every year and it is the it's the longest night of the year. Fuck yeah. So we're celebrating uh Yule this year between the 20th and 22nd. Yes. So it okay. is the longest night of the year. Um so that occurs between uh December 21st and 22nd on the northern hemisphere, I will say. Um, the word Yule comes from an old Germanic term for winter solstice, and that's basically, that's just the oldest language in Europe, is Germanic. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of reading on the Germanic stuff recently. Very cool. Just because I couldn't decide what I wanted to celebrate this year. I'm drifting towards Yule. Yeah, I'm boycotting. That's fair. I just need to celebrate something. I just need sun. That too. And ironically... Uh, because it's the longest night of the year, after Yule, we are welcoming back the sun. So this is all about the returning sun, the evergreen trees and the wreaths and the boughs, um, all symbolize, like, the bright and green of the year, the spring and the summer. And, of course, like, Yule logs, people would burn a log and they would, I don't know, choose, like, the biggest log to burn throughout the night. And now it's just cake. Nice. Which I've made a bunch nice. of. And usually they're pretty fucking good. 
Uh, normally they got like chocolate and like a mocha buttercream. Uh, it's very good. Um, <sighs> I want to make a Yule log, but I feel like I'd fuck it up. I'll walk you through it on another okay. day. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's very easy. Um, so logs versus cake, but um, a, a big part of like the Yule celebration is incense, and there's a lot of like herbs and things that go along with the scent and the vibe of yule which is evergreens holly cinnamon cloves you know oranges nuts ginger and like of course like cannabis is one of those things that's always been included but has been kind of like pushed to the side um and all very symbolic green like good vibes and festive merriment yeah yeah so like burning the incense um on the 12 days of christmas from december 25th to the january 6th the 12 raw nights so they burn like the uh like a really rich incense of frankincense and clove and cannabis has always been one of those traditional scents. Oh, that sounds so good. Mixed in there. So, um, so they cleanse their homes and stables specifically with, um, nine specific herbs that included cannabis, mugwort, milk thistle, evergreen, and juniper. So, like, nice. all, like, very, you know, like, traditional, natural things that they would, like, burn and, like, cleanse their home with on the longest night of the year. Neat. I wish it was socially accessible, acceptable to use my uh, cannabis as incense in my house. Can I just burn? I mean, you could. I totally but- would. But, I mean, my neighbors would probably get upset. Okay, I knew, I know, and there. Um, they do have, like, hemp incense and stuff, so something to think about. True. Yeah. Okay. And then, so basically, that's kind of, like, what it is. Pagans use cannabis a lot in, like, just, like, the incense burning, the cleansing, but it's also in, like, the traditional mix of, like, herbs and spices that is burned during the holiday time. Another fun thing is that, like... The figure of Father Christmas or St. Nicholas always has a pipe, but it is smoked and it's always, the smoke is always described as pungent. It's a mixture of like forest. Dank. It's fucking dank. It's definitely not just like tobacco, hmm. you know? So that's kind of like a uh, fun little things like. Santa's probably fucking smoking some weed and some mugwort, and he is just having the time of his fucking life. Relatable. Yeah, so... Relatable. um, So, if you celebrate Yule or Christmas, it's definitely a holiday appropriate to just smoke a bunch of weed. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hail Santa. Hail Santa. (laughs) That's Pretty not an original good. thought. I just need to throw it in there. It's so good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, I can guarantee you I will be smoking a ton of weed. Oh, cannabis. I will be smoking a lot of cannabis. Nope. Using it as incense for Yule. I will not be leaving my house yes. this Yule tide because of coronavirus. And if you are, 
going to a family gathering of more than six people, fuck you. Stop listening to our podcast. I swear to fuck. Also that, me? yeah, if you've made it this far and you're still that much of an idiot, sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm not being nice anymore. I'm a lot of feelings right now. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Nice. Well, thank you for telling nice. us such a wonderful story tonight. I do love Skinwalker Ranch. I do, too. I just, man... I just really wish it had gotten in the hands of somebody who has a little bit more of a, like, spiritual approach to it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I can understand, like, why people wouldn't drift in that direction, though. <clears throat> people are always like, science! And I'm like, okay, but, like, what if you tried something that actually got results? I mean, like, that's the thing is that <laughs> there's literally a whole section in the Satanic Bible about this. A lot of things that are considered science is now used to be, like basically magic yeah yeah used to be magic essentially yeah. yeah the humors and shit you're like yeah they were actually they were onto something in early pre-med like yep they kind of knew what was up well everybody just go back to your pagan roots this season smoke a shit ton of weed it'll be great eat some Trust cake me. Yes, eat your eat your log, not a real log, a cake log. A cake log. Support local small businesses and bakeries that may be selling holiday treats this season. Please, we need it. Please don't buy your Yule logs in the frozen section of the grocery store. Come on, man, treat don't yourself. Don't buy those ice cream cake ones. <laughs> Come on, find a bakery. Help the little people out. It's all about giving this Yule season i actually have no idea what yule is about i've never looked into it but i assume it's about giving i would assume so i think it's i mean it's a very (laughs) i'm assuming it's a very like nature-based holiday you know like most pagan things are yeah i also don't know that much about it because i'm just we're not pagan we're not pagan we're yeah, lazy you haven't pagans. figured that out. We're lazy pagans. We're lazy pagans. All that pagan shit. I don't feel like doing uh, that. I don't know. I'll do it later. I don't know about that. <laughs> hail Satan. Thank you. That's all I know is hail Satan. <laughs> Eating, breathing, and hail Satan. Oh, replace breathing with smoking. <laughs> Eating, smoking, hail Satan. <laughs> can we put that on a t-shirt? Oh my god. Yes, we can. Yes, Eat, we can. smoke, hail Fuck. Satan. Uh, oh my god, it's so good! It's so good! Oh no. <laughs> Where is this? Nick has a notepad. Hang on. Okay. I was gonna say, I cleaned off my desk and all my notepads are gone. Okay, eat. Smoke. Oh, that would be an easy shirt to make. I'm gonna work on that. Hail Satan. <laughs> wow, my handwriting? Not good. I can read that. Great. It looks like eat, smoke, key. There's a big gap. A big gap between the O and the K. My bad. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Well, anyways, thank you for coming to another episode of Your Brain on Weird. I hope this has been enough weird for your brain because it has been a great amount of weird for our brains. Yes. So this has been Our Brain on Weird. If my brain wasn't weird before, it certainly is now. Correct. It is now Your Brain on Weird. You can find our social media on yourbrain.com. <laughs> yourbrain.com. Mybrain.com. Oh, fuck. I thought we were doing the thing. Okay. <laughs> Sam, okay. you should just record on Thursdays every week. We're on a whole different level tonight. Okay. 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 Oh. <sighs>
You can find all of our social media as well as our Patreon and the Moth Pit Network links at yourbrainonweird.squarespace.com. And as well, and additionally too, we have a submission box for any of your weird stories. So if you have any weird stories, dreams, coincidences, like a weird tarot poll that you did, please yeah. tell us about it. I would, we would both love to hear that. And we have a little weird coming out at the end of this month. And we actually have a few stories. So if you want to get yours yeah? in okay. on it, send it to us. We would love to hear them. If you are sitting there thinking, I don't know if this is weird enough. It is. It probably is. It is. <laughs> you don't think it's weird because it happened to you. Yes. Yep. That too. So thanks again for listening. Do you have anything else to say? No, I do not. Thank you so much for joining us again on another adventure with uh, Your Brain on Weird. See you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.